This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. And I guess, well, there is really only one starting point for those of you who stayed up well past your bedtimes, as I did, which is kind of why suffering a tad now. It's been a long day having got up at the crack of dawn for golf. Uh, PSG, RB Leipzig. Got to be honest, the game did not live up to my expectations. RB Leipzig, I thought the moment got to them a tad PSG, though. And all credit to Thomas Tuchel, because uh, Neymar fancied it. Kylian Mbappe fancied it. Tactically spot on. 3-0 win. And PSG are one win away yeah, from and history. And look, for a team that's flattered to deceive in this competition for quite some time yeah. now and has never really hit the heights that their their star-studded lineup would suggest that they would, they've often found themselves getting bundled out of the competition in the round of 16. So there would have been pressure on them to, to deliver a good performance in this match and they would have fancied it against a team that I guess probably they didn't expect to meet at this stage of the competition. But uh, that was a a really disciplined performance by PSG. It, it really was. And there's not really much more you can say. They were supposed to win. They won. And I think it's more the fact that you, you worry that some of them might go missing in big games because the, just the attitude, the temperament of the players is suspect at times. Mm. And obviously you've got Neymar, who's a bit mercurial. We don't really know what he's going to do on any given day. Kylian Mbappe is someone that has come back from a, an injury layoff, so we weren't really sure what to expect from him. But all in all, it was just a really well-disciplined, and I think what we've seen actually more than ever in these last couple of weeks, especially in this format, is that tactics play such a hugely important role. Tactics were the undoing of Manchester United, or lack thereof. And then Inter Milan, we saw, use tactics to brilliant effect in their Europa League semi-final match. So... You know, I think tactically PSG got it spot on and I think they're going to be a handful for... We'll assume that it will be Bayern Munich in the final, game, but right? yeah. who knows? I, I think that this will be for as much as it was RB Leipzig's kind of... They, they'd found suddenly been found out at, at that level. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting the same to happen tonight, but then again, could be proved wrong. Yeah, be careful on that Leon front. have shocked us before. They, they may yet again. Not once, but twice. Hard to imagine a Bayern Munich that beat Barca 8-2. Yeah, admittedly, a, a shambolic Barca, but it's hard to imagine them not having enough firepower to beat Leon. It's a guess for them. It's, it's them beating themselves if they get a little too arrogant and get a little bit complacent, I guess. That would be the only thing which you never which associate really with German teams. Exactly, exactly. You might associate that with, well, PSG for one. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of team that would start to sort of showboat maybe and not, not take it seriously enough but yeah expecting Bayern to, to win tonight I think as well just touching coming back to PSG if I can just for a few moments the liberating kind of nature of that win against RB Leipzig because as you say when the pressure has been on in previous years they've often faltered and of course there will be pressure on them come uh, Sunday night when the UEFA Champions League final will be held but if it is Bayern that they're playing they go into that match as underdogs and that's, I appreciate they've spent probably close to a billion. But they will still, if it's Bayern, Bayern are now the team that everyone is saying, ah, oh, they're going to win this. And if Kylian Mbappe fancies it, and again last night, you asked me the question a week or so ago, who's the best young player on the planet? Kylian Mbappe again last night, showing that it's it's him all day long. Just the, the, the ability of him, the ability to, to come short, to go in behind, how his, his footwork. I think Rio on BT Sport over in the UK likened him to Ronaldo. I see differences there. Uh, the Ronaldo, the original, the Brazilian Ronaldo. And then Neymar last night coming to the party. 
I mean, that little flick for Angel de Maria's second goal, I, it's it's an error from the RB Leipzig keeper, uh, former Liverpool, Galachi. He gives the ball away. They spring on it, do PSG. A lovely little flick, the back, the instep. And then there's Angel de Maria, who, again, going through his career, there's a man for the big occasion. He scored goals for Real Madrid in big games, finals as well. And there he was, lovely finish, 2-0, game over at that point. I actually tweeted out, I don't see RB Leipzig getting back into this because it just seemed to me that occasion last night, coupled with PSG's tactics and RB didn't didn't turn up at all. Players, simple passes were were going awry and it was a dis... I was just a little bit disappointed in all honesty. I expected a little bit more from the Germans last night but listen PSG march on and when you look at the stats of Neymar because fair to say Robbie's been given a bit of short shrift I mean I think never helped himself moving over to Paris a lot of people thought he was taking the easy route yeah I think a little bit because he has always been perceived to be a bit of a powder a little bit of a a kind of show pony if you like a very good one no doubt but I think Partly because he has also been overshadowed by Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. When you've got a player of that ability, and especially because he's Brazilian, he is the Brazilian, there's, there's usually always a poster boy yeah. of Brazilian football. And Neymar has been that guy since the World Cup in 2014, where Brazil on home soil put a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He missed that disastrous semi final loss to Germany. And the move to PSG just looked like a money grab mm. it just it just looked like someone who who he was at Barcelona he he he, he at the time it was Messi Neymar Suarez, Suarez. Yeah. and that was like well that front three they could win so much together and they just I don't think he and Messi could be in the same team together well they, they liked each other I mean Messi's been trying to get him back for goodness sake, to, to Barcelona. It, it did seem bizarre at the time. And of course, if they do go on to win, it's a big if, if it is Bayern or Lyon in Sunday's final, then he will turn around and say that it's been, uh, I guess he's been vindicated in that move if they lift the European Cup because he has stepped out of Messi's shadow and he's gone and foraged his own kind of way, if you will. And he's, he's made history with PSG. It's but when you look at his numbers, his numbers are incredible, Rob. 175 goals and 270 appearances for both Barca and PSG. He's been directly involved in 59 goals in 59 Champions League games. That's 35 goals and 24 assists, including 23 goal involvements in 19 appearances for PSG. That tells you how effective of a footballer Neymar is. It certainly does. Unbelievable. It certainly does. Yeah, and, and I he mean, was this also... is in the French league, by the way. Twenty-three goal involvements in nineteen appearances is in the is in the Champions League. That's the creme de la creme. It's amazing. But yet, ha- aside from the big comeback against PSG, the six the six one, I think it was yeah. at uh, the New Camp, or yeah, yeah it was the Camp New Camp, New, wasn't yeah. it? it was Sergio Roberto. New. Yeah, six one. Um, set up. Sergio aside Roberto. from that, I cannot remember, and maybe last night could, could be a time where. You could, you could definitely level this at him. I can't remember him really dominating a big, big game. And I just, I just suspect if we went through the numbers, and again, I'm, I'm kind of guessing here, but most of those goals are in group stages against poor opposition, I would suggest. And I can't really remember Neymar lighting it up. You know, like in the way that, for example, back in that semi-final of a few years back when Lionel Messi scored two outrageous goals against Real Madrid in the semi-final. Cristiano Ronaldo's done it countless times in big moments. He's scored in Champions League finals, numerous, multiple Champions League finals. I can't remember Neymar 
doing it on that level, on that stage. And I can't remember him really doing it. He had some good games in the 2014 World Cup, but I can't really remember him excelling because Brazil haven't done that well in the last few World Cups. So, you know, you always think of great players, truly great players dominating on the biggest stages. Messi's done it. Ronaldo's done it. Other great players in this generation have done it. And I don't really recall Neymar ever having done it. He did score in the 2015 Champions League final in Barca's 3-1 win over did Juve. He? he did. I stand but, corrected. No, but, but I think your point does still stand in a lot of ways because it was a 97th minute third goal for Barca. And I appreciate the game still going. Juve could have equalised and who knows. But I take your point. That was the, the very much the cherry on top of the icing and top of the cake. In terms of decisive moments... Yeah, you know, Maybe you know a game a where a great player just announces himself on the biggest stage. Right. I just can't, I can't really associate. If someone said to me, when has Neymar announced himself on the biggest stage with an emphatic performance? I couldn't tell you one. Whereas I could name, and I know it's wrong to compare him to the other two because they are a class apart. But if you are looking at him being renowned as the third best footballer on the planet, which he's, which is essentially he's had that unofficial title since he was coming through at Barca. Okay, let me ask you this question. You're allowed one footballer, not Messi, not Ronaldo. Who do you take? Not Neymar. Interesting. No, definitely not. I'm like a proud father in this very studio because I just mentioned to Sonal Lawfare that the Premier League fixture list is released tomorrow. She said, A, she knew that, and because she's getting giddy over the fantasy football, the return of it. We spoke about it last night. How on earth did you know that at noon tomorrow the Premier League fixture list will be out? Are you that excited that over this long weekend you're going to be working on your fantasy football I've team? been keeping an eye on it. I'm I wanted it. to get my new team sorted like a week or two ago, <laughs> and you guys were like, calm down, it's yeah. too soon. Yeah. You know what you need to do? And again, I'd love to hear because we do, and Raul was delighted with me uh, yesterday, or the day, it was yesterday, when you and I were on our own, because we mentioned him again, the fact so that he So he is won. still listening to us then? He does still listen, does okay, Raul. That's good to know. He, he messaged me, wished me a, a happy birthday in advance as well, and he said, thank you very much for mentioning the fact that I won fantasy football once again, and he was asking, when are we launching it again? Now, I'd love to hear from people who do far better than I in the fantasy football, but I often think, you're looking at players that are being linked with big teams right now, so case in point, Brighton defender Ben White, he's been linked with a number of big clubs. You want to do your fantasy now, you want to get him in because you're allowed how many players from one club? Three. Three, yeah. You get Ben White in now as a Brighton defender. If he does move to, let's say, Man United or a Liverpool, it doesn't matter because when you got him in, he was Brighton. Does that really? make sense? Really? Is that how uh, it works? Yeah. I, I would hesitate to select someone who may not be starting for the club that I think they'll be starting from. Because I'm combing that fixture list, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm applying my algorithms. No, I don't. No, I don't. I tell you what I do. I log on to Fantasy Football Scout mm-hmm. website. I have a little read. I have a little scan of the articles on there. I look at their sort of, you know, budget tips article where they talk about you know defenders to snap up for four point eight million. Mm-hmm. I not I note those down, and then I'm very at the start. I'll just. You know, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I'm very templated. I'll get, you know, for example, this season, Sadio Mane's going in. Of course he is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've got my sort of four or five that are just, they're obviously going in. And then you just weave a few random choices in around them. How much are you picking up from where you left off with the season into the... How much has changed in the well, past this couple is, weeks? Uh, it's funny, you see. I've been thinking the exact same thing. I, I'm not really sure because there is no doubt and I'm speculating a little bit here, I think we're going to see a lot more injuries 
this coming season. I don't think Liverpool can have a clean bill of health as they've had, and that's not taking anything away. The medical team clearly do their job, but I just feel there's going to be more muscle injuries coming up. So, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold is the first name on the team sheet. Him and Kevin De Bruyne are pretty much... For me, though, he's too expensive now. But he gets clean sheets and assists for fun. Clean sheets and assists. That is for a defender. Yeah, perhaps. That is two Liverpool fullbacks. so no. Invest heavy in Robo and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, you've got two Liverpool fullbacks. I've put in a mock team. Not Sorry, Robo? Uh, Andrew Robertson. Thank you. Sorry on that front. Uh, but yes, Premier League fixture list is out and it was always, and I'm going back to the times when I was a wee boy, the, 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 the fixture list announcement Always giddy, always excited. A bit like a kid in Christmas. You're looking forward. You want a home game. I and remember when honest, fantasy was just you, you would do your newspaper selections, and it would just be that your yeah. that was it for the season. Yeah, no you, changes. Your mum mails her off, and yeah. that's your fantasy football yeah, team. Like, well, <laughs> best of luck to Alan Shearer. Let's hope he does well. Well, Alan Shearer has pulled a hamstring day one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, fixture list out. So I'm I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. As a fan of any club, you want a home game to start. And let's be honest, you want a, a newbie coming up. Man United, Old Trafford, home to Fulham. That's what you want. That's the dream time. No, don't, don't newbies often have incredible <laughs> debuts? Mm, nah. At home, that's what you want on a Sunday, four o'clock kickoff. Man United, Fulham, 3-0. A fresh slate. Another wave of optimism. misguided optimism. New kits. The green's a bit grasser. There's a lick, uh, the bit green's a bit on. grasser. Uh, the grass, <laughs> it's been a long day. The grass is a bit greener. There's a lick of paint on the stadium. You know what I was getting at. Yeah, the you know? green is not always grasser, okay? <laughs> do not do that because you'll find out. You know fine well what it was meaning. But you know, there's just enthusi- it starts at zero again, Sonal. Now, Liverpool may be champions, but it's a brand new season. The narrative goes and, again. And why are they not bookmakers' favourite, Chris? Because, well, Man City are going to spend more. Uh, and, it, and it's Pep, right? I mean, De Bruyne, Sterling, Aguero... They're going to spend big. Uh, listen, I think there's going to be some huge transfers upcoming. I really do. Kay Havertz, the, the Bayer Leverkusen German, he's going to go to Chelsea. I mean, honestly, your fantasy this year, if the players come to the Premier League that we're expecting, Havertz to Chelsea, maybe still Sancho to Man United, oh, the headaches we will have. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be, going to be very, very interesting. Pulisic, for me, is going to be a guy that I've got a very close eye on. Interesting. I think he's going to have a big season for Chelsea. And there's Robbie's big tip. Early on, we'll note that down August 19th. The thing is, you know, he might get priced up differently. And what's this about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang being a midfielder? Correct. Why is that? It's caused in the Up fantasy. Sonal's <laughs> looking at us quizzically like he's what? He's a striker. Well, yep. okay. he is a striker, but he's been moved to midfield, apparently, this year, in the upcoming mm. season. And the fantasy world is in uproar. 7.6 million active players last season. I think they're pushing. I think they're aiming for nine this year in the Premier League. Get your friends involved, Zona. Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do this season differently from what you did last season in terms of your approach? Like, do you always Pay more have? Attention. Do you always have the same? Fixture in terms of your how many, your numbers? Nah, I need to just pay more attention. I'm, you know, Robbie's got a bit of a kind of science to it all, but Raul and our mate Neil spreadsheets and all sorts. You know, there's there's a lot of people that take this really seriously. You know, so I've just got to up my game. I'm looking forward to it. We will, because I've had so many of you message me, sliding into my DMs, asking whether to buy extra time off script. Is that is, we'll have a league this year. Absolutely, we will. And we say it every year. We will have prizes associated with that, and we do, Robbie and Sono. We need to take Raul out 
for dinner as well and we've promised them that we will do that before the brand new season kicks off September 12th mark your cards noon tomorrow that Premier League fixture list will be revealed now Ronald Koeman I want to get to him because worst kept secret in football you said it earlier Rob Ronald Koeman is Barcelona's new boss now we know he is a legend as a player at that football club six years he spent 89 through 95 four La Liga titles he scored the winning goal against Sampdoria in the 1992 European Cup final as well lest we forget is he the man to f- cure their ills? He's sort of the man before the man, isn't he? He is. That's exactly what he is. You're right. He's just he, he feels like a stopgap. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit perplexed as to why Mauricio Pochettino has not been in the frame for some of these. Well, roles. you see, Poch has made a road for his own back. Of course, a former Espanyol player. Espanyol is the other club in Barcelona. For those of you that perhaps don't follow La Liga football all that close, and he has essentially he's been made to pay for comments that he made ooh, ooh, a number of years ago now, where he said that he'll never manage Barcelona because of his connections to Espanyol and he said one or two not derogatory things but one or two things that the Barcelona public took to heart so he kind of talked himself out of it yeah and they do it means a lot to them to have a a former hero yeah of which you know Kiki Setien was such a weird choice after Ernesto Valverde it was just they were top of the league I don't know. They fired Ernesto Valverde yeah. when they were top of the league. They then lost the league to Real Madrid and they were humiliated in the Champions League. That is a, one of the worst managerial appointments. Not to my that knowledge. Is, I as could far be wrong. as I can tell, similar to when Angelotti was removed from Chelsea and he was replaced by Andres Villas Boas. Uh, was it Villas Boas? I think so, in? yeah. Oh, knowledge. Uh, I, I think with regards to. You know, Koeman, I do worry for him. And I tell you, I don't know this because, uh, and maybe one of you guys out there can let me know, if Ernesto Valverde has not been sat down and had a good interview, an exclusive interview, I'm sure that's the interview to get. Because you would love to know a penny for his thoughts on how he was treated and what's ended up happening to Barcelona. So all change. Ronald Koeman is in. Interested to see how he gets on. He has signed a two-year deal. It's interesting. A lot of people over in Spain already saying he's a dead man walking already because... Xavi Hernandez, he's been lined up if the the new presidential elections next March and if one of the candidates gets the job, in fact a couple, Juan Laporta is another man in the running to return. If they get the job, it's going to be Xavi that comes in. So Koeman's got one, one season to make his mark. We're talking Neymar and my phone has lit up. Not many people out there, in all honesty, jumping to the defense of Neymar. A lot of people out there of the opinion that he is vastly overrated. I mean, the stats bear fruit. He's, he's someone that does score goals and makes assists. Well, if you were assembling a team trophies. without the big two, he wouldn't be your first name on a team, team sheet He'd either, He'd be in it, he? though. He'd be in it. Front three without the big two. Not necessarily. Neymar, Mbappé, Lewandowski. KDB behind. Yeah, he would be. Oh, that's a good question. Would you have Salah over Neymar? Well, I've obviously watched Salah a lot more than I've watched Neymar. Mm, not sure. Sterling over Neymar? No, definitely not. I, Sterling is the one I think is just, yeah, just, we a, had this just a smidgen yeah. overrated. Oh, I tell you, there's a few Man City fans listening because they're on my social media right now. Rasmin has been in touch. He's still a bit annoyed. That well, Pip... look, English players in the Premier League are always overrated. It goes without saying. No, Raheem's, Raheem's had a good season. 31 goals. He had a good season. I would argue it was his best season. He had a little wobble, didn't he? He went through that kind of couple of months where he was becoming... Remember at the start of the season, he was straight out the gate. He was flying 
was Raheem Sterling. 31 goals is a decent return, but of course City, they've only got a League Cup to show for their endeavours and their kind of gaze is, is set far higher than that. Uh, fans been in touch. I'll put this question to you, Rob, in actual fact. Chris, if you had to choose one aside from Ronaldo and Messi, who do you pick out of Neymar, Mbappe, Lewandowski? For you, Rob? Uh, he's asking who's who's the next person you well, pick. Yeah, who's out of those well, three? Who uh, would you pick? Well, if I if I was building a team, you mean Mbappe, oh. of course, because of his age. It goes without saying. Forget age. Just the, out of those three, order um, them for me. Well, on current form, Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. Then I would go Mbappe. Then Neymar. Neymar. Yeah, Mbappe. You know my thoughts on him. You know my thoughts. Anyone that listens regularly will know that Lewandowski has been robbed of the Ballon d'Or this year. It's as simple as that. It's a joke. It's what it is. Still not good over that. And if they do go on and win it, it is a blooming travesty. And I do hope, and I know there's bigger things in the world to be starting petitions about, but you know the footballing community needs to come together. Because if Lewandowski well, does go and do it, it's a disgrace. I, I hope that what comes of this in terms of karma is that France football gets some kind of comeuppance from this. Because the arrogance of them to say yeah, you've got a real this year, bonnet with well, yeah, but it, it is, isn't it though? But that it's the, it's their award, mm. right? They're a magazine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, have your award ceremony. Yeah, you, you're not bigger than what's gone on this year. And, and you know the ironic this thing year as isn't well? good enough for you. I mean, just it honestly, be, the it, arrogance of it is incredible. It could be a PSG Lyon final. It could have been one of their own yeah. who would have been bestowed the Ballon d'Or. I mean, if Neymar goes, let's say and banged in a hat-trick on Sunday, given the fact that they swept the board in France, does he then get in the running for the Ballon d'Or? Champions League this year, with no Euros, no Copa America, is the biggest thing to win. And you couple that with league titles and cup wins, it may well have been Neymar, one of their own from Liga 1. And the fact that they've said, oh, no Ballon d'Or this year, which I just find... You know what we need to do? Producer Tom needs to get on it. I want the editor of France Football on the show. Great to put some difficult questions to him to ask why is it sponsors? Why this year? And I know it's unprecedented, but we make do, right? And maybe I'm over egging it because there are more important things. But football's back. Champions League is still well. Ballon d'Or. The only things that have been cancelled indefinitely are Ballon d'Or and Liga 1. Yeah. Of the of the big five, yes. Yeah. Serie A came to a conclusion. Everything Bundesliga. else, Champions League is going to be concluded. Premier League. Yeah. So what, what exactly is their problem? Yeah, it really annoys me. So it does. Uh, Mbappe, for me, out of the three, Lewandowski, I love Mbappe. You've said due to his age, I just think the guy, what is he, 21? He's so young. And if he, you know, we talk about Neymar winning the Champions League. My goodness, if Mbappe, come Sunday evening, wins the Champions League, it's him done. World Cup, Champions League, French titles, he then needs to probably not this summer due to COVID-19 and the impact it's had on the finances. Another 12 months of PSG, maybe try and defend the European Cup and then he's got to get out of there. He's got to head for Spain. He's got to head for England and then go and test yeah, he's himself. Not, he's not heading for England. No, it will be He'll Spain. He'll end up at Real Madrid. Yeah, I think so as well on that front. Uh, do keep your thoughts coming in. Just want to pick up on something else from the news headlines and we will talk about of NBA. The playoffs have started. Not a good night for LeBron James and the LA Lakers. But just in the news regarding the world's nine highest earning sportswomen all coming from tennis tennis we've said it on the show numerous times doing a lot right for equal rights in sport for men and women the other thing though that really is quite startling Naomi Osaka 137 million dirhams Serena Williams second 132 million it's a heck of a drop off to Ashley Barty in third place 
It is, yeah, down at 13, just the $13.1 million. Which is eight million dollars roughly. Which is still pretty good. But yeah, I mean, it, again, it's, it's endorsements. It's the endorsement deals that Naomi Osaka viewed as the natural successor yes. to Serena Williams. She She's is marketable as well. Very marketable indeed. And, uh, you know, those two Grand Slams off the back, the US Open where she beat Williams and then the Australian Open, which she also won, that has obviously sent her profile through the stratosphere. And actually, she's not played. She, oh, she was coming back to form pre-COVID-19, but she hasn't played well since she became a two-time Grand Slam no, winner. She and she hasn't. talked quite at length about how getting to world number one was a, a bit of a, a difficulty for her to, to adjust to so much scrutiny, so much time in the spotlight. She clearly doesn't like interacting with, with random, either members of the media or members of the public either. She, she's comfortable with people that she's familiar with, mm. but she doesn't, she doesn't have the, uh, the presence, I would say, or the, or the kind of charisma, let's say, of a Serena Williams. She's liked by people who know her as yeah. quirky, but yeah. Um, yeah, she's obviously just very young. She's very marketable. She's obviously an incredible tennis player. And it just goes to show how much endorsement deals impact the earning potential of these top players because you've got a gap of $23 million between Serena Williams and the world number one, it has to be added, yeah, Ashley, Ashley Barty. Barty. Simona Halep, Bianca Andreescu, Garbini Muguruza, Elena Svitolina, Sofia Kinnan, Angelique Kerber, and rounding out the top 10. Away from the tennis court, it is Alex Morgan, the poster woman for US football. Uh, very quickly, before we go to a song as well, worth just reminding ourselves, uh, Forbes published another list back uh, May of last year, or in, in fact, May of this year, a couple of months back is what it was, in Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, the only two women featuring in the top 100 of best paid sports people. NBA, it is taking place over in Disney World. It's bizarre. I've watched a few matches, Rob. It's just weird. I mean, the no fans courtside, it's just all a bit odd for me. But again, we're getting all used to it. Have you seen any of this I'm, in the bubble? I don't. No, I haven't. Well, I, I can haven't. tell you that LeBron James lost uh, first playoff match with the LA Lakers. They were beaten by the Portland Trailblazers. So they trail 1-0 to nil in their best of seven first round series. We're into the playoffs. Final 16 teams of this truncated NBA, NBA season. You look at LeBron James's output as well. What is he now, 35? Yeah, I think so. He's getting on as LeBron. 23 points, 17 rebounds, 16 assists. You always laugh at these stats, these triple doubles and all the rest of it. It's very US-centric, the triple doubles. They get a bit gaga for that. The triple doubles, I, I, I'm not even sure, entirely sure what I know. I know well, that what, if, what that means. Well, points, rebounds and assists. That okay. is essentially what, it's the measure with which if a player is getting double figures in points, getting double figures in rebounds and getting dumb, double figures in assists, then they are having a dominant night on the floor. Right. It's fair to say. And that's they a are, triple double. That is a triple double. You're absolutely right. Now he, incidentally, that was his 24th career playoff triple double. He is second all time only to Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson leads the way on an incredible 30, by the way, which is just unbelievable. They were beaten, however, were the LA Lakers. So there's work to be done for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, I would love to hear up from you guys. I know we've got a number of NBA fans. Uh, if you have been watching it, do get in touch with us. And, and who are right now the favourites to win the whole thing? I think, for me, you're looking... I'm going to set myself up for a little bit of a fall here. I'm giving myself three options. I mean, the Bucks and the Lakers came into it as the top two. Yeah. 
uh, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, a man who's won it with the San Antonio Spurs, of course, who was the talismanic figure for the Toronto Raptors last year. They are much fancied uh, by an awful lot of people. Um, but you know what? I think Lakers. I think LeBron is going to get... He needs to, I think. Yeah, and he gets it with a third franchise as well. You know, just underlines. And with the Kobe Bryant, with... Over, he's 37. Someone's been in touch. 37, not 35, is LeBron. He's 37 now. Wow. Uh, you know, with the Kobe Bryant, with what's going on there, I think it might just be one of these kind of fairy tale doing it for Kobe. LeBron gets the job done. Anthony Davis there as well, who's such a dominant player at both sides of the court. It just wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers get it done. I'd love to hear from you guys on that front as we hurtle through. We'll maybe concentrate a little bit more on Golden the Golden State Warriors not even in the playoffs. They've gone the other way. I mean, Kevin Durant obviously left. He had his injury problems, went to the Brooklyn Nets. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the, the two Splash Brothers as they're known. They've had their issues, Clay, from an injury standpoint. They'll come again. You know, it's, well, these things work in cycles. There's other teams there that are, that are stepping up to the plate. Doncic, this young kid out of Dallas Mavericks, out of Real Madrid's basketball team, just 21 years of age. He is a real talent. He's someone to keep a close eye on as well. So NBA right now is in a good place. If you're up early or you're staying up late at night to watch it, uh, you're in for a real treat over the coming days. There is no doubt about that in coming days and coming weeks because it will head in, of course, to next month for these NBA finals. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.